Welcome to the Living Anchored Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the Shores Church in St. Clair Shores, Michigan. My name is Scott Lorraine, and I'm the lead pastor here at the church, and we'd love for you to take a few moments and listen to our most recent sermon. We believe that it will bless your life and help you live a life anchored to Jesus Christ. Well, good morning and welcome to the year 2021. We have made it, we have survived, and we can no longer blame anything that happens moving forward on 2020. Now, one of the things that normally happens this time of the year, maybe you already have made one, maybe you're in the process of making them, or maybe you just kind of swore off the whole idea altogether. But resolutions are typically made at this time of the year, and then we normally make it a couple of weeks, and then we break them, and then we forget about them. But one of the things I think is interesting with resolutions this year is I really do believe that they're going to look different, at least the ones that are made that people are going to to put out there that this is what I'm going to try and do this year. You see, the reason why is it's going to be a little bit still before we can get into a new habit, uh, our old normal of being able to travel. So instead of saying I'm making a resolution that I want to travel more in 2021, it might very well be. I want to go see and spend more time with my friends in 2021 than I have in the past. That we don't want to uh, put off time with family or put off time with friends. That as things begin to return to normal in this year, we want to take that lesson that we learned in 2020 and spend more time with the people that we care about. Or maybe it's the fact of going to the gym five times in a week that I want to lose weight, that I want to feel better. That, that still might not be a practical goal. So instead of that being our goal, our goal is I want to go for a walk in my neighborhood every single day, and I want to make sure that I wave and talk with my neighbors as I see them. I'm still getting active, I'm still being involved, but I'm having more intentional relationship with other people. Or maybe it's the idea of instead of saying, I want to make more money in 2021, than I did in 2020, it's a realization that the job market may still not be everything that it's cracked up to be. And we say, instead of just making more money, I wanna be more intentional with how I spend my money in 2021 and what I give to and what I purchase. And this is what I wanna talk about a little bit this morning. And it's a topic that can be uncomfortable in the church, but I fully believe that if you have God's heart and understanding in the topic of money and finance, that messages about giving become a encouragement. It's a a challenge. It's pushing in that right direction. If you feel uncomfortable as you hear this message, first off, please don't turn me off. I know I'm just a couple minutes into this, but what I really want to do today is share what we uh, accomplished together as a church in 2020, giving to the ministry where what we were able to do as we move forward and what God has for us talk about what God has for us this year and what we're hoping to accomplish for our community, but then really just challenge you and help you grow. The idea that giving is something that we're called to do as Christians. And I want to talk about why we're, we're called to give, the heart behind giving, and then what we're going to do as a church so that we can bless the people in our community. So please don't squirm. Please don't turn me off. Uh, listen, because I think God has something for you. And I think we'll all leave this message today challenged and looking more like Jesus. But before we go any further into this message today, would you repeat after me? Your word is written in my mind. Your word 
is hidden in my heart. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I will seek you with all of my strength. I choose to live my life according to your word. Your word, O oh Lord, is eternal. Well, this morning as we get started, we're going to jump into 1 John chapter 3. We're going to be looking at verses 16 to 24. So would you read with me this morning? By this we know love, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. By this we shall know that we are of the truth and reassure our heart before him. For whenever our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart, and he knows everything. Beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, we have confidence before God, and whatever we ask, we receive from him, because we keep his commandments and do what pleases him. And this is his commandment, that we believe in the name of his Son, Jesus Christ, and love one another, just as he has commanded us. Whoever keeps his commandments abides in God and God in him. And by this, we know that he abides in us by the Spirit whom he has given us. The first main point of today's message that I want to pull from this passage of Scripture is this. To love means to do something. To love means to do something. It's easy to say that we care about others. However, our words don't mean a whole lot. It needs to get backed up with action. And in this particular passage, it talks about not um, just saying word or saying talk, but indeed and truth. That we need to back up our actions with indeed and truth. And what does that really mean? It simply is as easy as it sounds. That we love by doing something, and we love by speaking the truth. We must do, and we must speak the truth. Both of those, those things matter. We love by being like God the Father, that God gave us Jesus, that best gift of all time. We just celebrated that gift in, in Christmas, that that gift sets us free so that we can be individuals who can then give to others because God gave to us first. We need to give freely of everything we have and everything we were created to be. That helps us to be like God the Father. And then we love by being like Jesus, by speaking the truth. John chapter 1 tells us that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Jesus is the Word. This is who he is. He speaks truth. That everything that comes out of Jesus' mouth is meant to help us grow, to change us, to transform us, to make us look like him. So that when God looks at us, he sees Jesus he doesn't see our sinful past. Jesus is the truth. Now, one of the, the things I want to make sure I throw out here is this, is that, yes, you love by deed and in truth, but we don't make it to heaven by deeds. There is nothing that you can do to earn heaven. Jesus did all that work when he went to the cross, died, was resurrected, and ascended into heaven. He did the difficult, hard work. Now, why do we do indeed then? Well, if we're looking more like Jesus, we want to do the things that Jesus did. And Jesus loved people by serving them, 
by by giving to them, by taking care of them, by speaking truth to them. So we want to look like Jesus. So we don't do those things so that we can impress God. We do those things because God gave to us first. It keeps coming back to the fact that God gave us Jesus. Jesus came to be a servant. And so in order to look like Jesus, we need to be a servant and we need to give to other people. It's the idea that sometimes it looks like saying the idea of giving is let me give offering to the church. And that's a phenomenal idea. It's what allows us to do the ministry that God intends for us. It's what allows us to reach into our community and make a difference. We're going to get to some of that in just a little bit. But sometimes it's it's beyond just that. It's beyond just saying, you know what, I'm going to give to the church, I'm going to write a check, and then I'm going to be done with it. Sometimes it's that matter of saying my next door neighbor is sick and that they're having issues or they just had a surgery or they just had a baby or whatever it may be. Let me make them dinner and take it over. That's giving to other people. That's something that opens up the door for conversation so that other people can hear about Jesus. You or I, we, we can't erase poverty on ourselves, but we can do our little part. And if we as Christians all do our little part, we can start making a difference in our world. We have to be intentional about this. This has to be something that we care passionately about because to love means to do something. If we want to show that we love the way that God loves, then we need to do something to back it up and prove it. So often we just want to give truth and say, well, this is what the word says. And you're right. That's what the word says. But Jesus didn't just hit people over the top of the head with the word. In fact, when he did, it typically was the religious people who knew better. But when it was people who were struggling in sin, he went, he met their needs, he talked with them, he prayed with them, he uh, healed them, whatever was needed, and then would say, go and sin no more. There was always the truth, but there was always a deed that went with it. So we need to know that if we want to truly show the love of God to other people, we need to do something and we need to speak the truth over and over and over again. And when we get to the end of this message today, you're going to see some of the things that we accomplish as a church, but you're going to also see the kind of the, the bar. We want to raise the bar and we want to do more. The goal is as a church that we always want to do more. We always should have more love to give to others. For two reasons. One, as we look more like Jesus, our love should grow. And then at the same time, as our church grows, because our love is growing and going to other people, that means there's more people in the church. When there's more people in the church, there's more love and there's more ability to give. And so we continue to move. We want to continue to grow. We want to continue as a church to accomplish more than we ever have before. We can never be satisfied with just saying, well, this is enough or this is more than other churches are doing. No, my eye isn't on what another church is doing. My eye is on what God has called us as a church to do. That's what we need to do. Now, the second point I want to pull out today is honoring God with your finances. Honoring God with your finances. And I want you to hear this proverb from Proverbs chapter 3, verses 9 through 10. So listen to this. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. Many, if not most of the verses in Proverbs include a command or an instruction that if you do this, then this will happen. Sometimes that do this is something good, and then a blessing will come. Sometimes it's if you do this, it's something that's bad, and then a curse will come. And that's how Proverbs typically is. If do this, you get this. 
And so in these verses, as you just heard it, it's the idea that we honor the Lord with our wealth and our first fruits, that our barns will be filled. And you might look at that and say, well, I don't have a barn. But the idea is your needs are met and they're met with abundance. So here's the thing that I want you to realize is that when we say first fruits, it's the idea that I need to prioritize giving to God. This can look multiple different ways, but one of the big things that we need to walk away with, we need to understand, it's an intentional scheduling. It's an intentional, I'm going to put God first, that we can look at our budget. And so often we have all these different things. Well, first off, some of us, it's like, what's a budget? It's the intentional saying, I've got a roadmap of how I'm going to make my expenses. But the idea of honoring God with our finances says that God comes first. Now, it may not be that you have to write that check or give online on the first day of the month, but what it could very well look like is saying that I'm intentional. When I get a paycheck, I'm going to write that check out, and then the next time I'm at church, that check goes in. Or maybe it's every time I get a paycheck that I'm going to go online and I'm going to give online. Whatever that looks like, but it's the intentional saying, I want to give to God and I want to give him everything that I have. Now, it sounds easy, but I want to encourage you that you, you need to have an intentional plan about this because otherwise all these other things can slip in that all of a sudden we realize that, well, we're paying our car payment, we're paying our Netflix, Hulu, HBO, uh, cable package, cell phones, all these different things. We can honor all these other things and then God starts falling down the list. As God starts falling down the list, the problem ends up being is that we start honoring all these other things and God gets whatever is left if there even is anything left. Let me show you something through a simple idea of a pack of gum. Now, when you open up a new pack of gum, you're going to realize that you, you tear off that plastic. Anyone who's around you is like, hey, can I have a piece of gum? That's one of the moments where people ask for gum. But the other moment always seems to be when you open up that pack of gum, you know that I've got two pieces left, one for right now. And then tonight I'm going to have some uh, garlic with my dinner and I'm going to really need that piece of gum. And there's somebody that says, hey, can I have a piece of gum? And you realize it's going to be your last piece. You're, you don't have any more gum. You don't have anything else to give. And so you make that moment. When is it easier to give a piece of gum? When the pack is brand new and there's plenty or when the pack is almost empty and there's nothing there? Of course, it's when the pack is full and it's brand new. When we make intentional choices to say, I'm going to be a giver right away, then everything else can fall in line. But when we wait until the end, it's like, ooh, I can give this to God or I can hold on to it because I might need it. Give to God first. Be intentional about that. Be intentional of honoring God with the first fruits and watch what he is able to do in your life when you intentionally say, God, you get to be first. Hear Proverbs 3, 9 through 10 one more time. It says, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. You're going to have everything that you need. You may not have everything that you want, but when we honor God and we're intentional about it and we're following after God's words, God is going to take care of us. God's going to provide that next meal. Talk with, with, with individuals in your life that you know that they tithe and they give to the church and watch and hear the stories that God is going to share with you through them about how God was faithful to meet their needs. Now, here's the thing is trusting God with finances. It's an easy concept to talk about. It begins to become difficult to put into practice because that means things have to change. But one of the things I want to challenge you with this morning is just a simple idea that with God's word, we trust him what he says on the sin issue. That if we 
will invite Jesus into our heart, that he will cleanse us of all unrighteousness, he will make us brand new, that God takes care of the sin issue. But we don't trust God with the wallet issue, the finance issue, that, well, God, you can't really do that. You, you can do whatever you want to. You created everything that you can take care of my sin and my past, and you can forgive me, but you can't take care of my wallet. We need to trust God with our wallet just as much as we trust God with our sin issues. That Just please take that and encourage yourself and, and challenge yourself that God can do more with your finances than you can do with your finances. And then even consider this idea. Is that money really yours? And you might be thinking, well, yeah, it's my money. I went to work and I did this and I did that. Did you make your heart start beating this morning? Did you wake yourself up this morning? Did you put air in your lungs as you've been listening to this message? Why are your ears working where you can hear what I'm saying or your eyes working so you can see me as I'm talking with you? It's because God created you and God woke you up and God put air in your lungs and God put sight and sound. God is the one who is giving you everything. And even your ability to work, yes, you might have really trained yourself and, and worked on skills so that you could do the jobs that you do. But at the same time, God is the one who gave you the initial ability and talents. So realize the fact that God loves you so much that he would give you all of those talents and abilities. That you may have done a lot of the work in getting that paycheck, but God gave you the ability to do the work. So let's honor God with our finances. And ultimately, here's the thing, that giving is an act of worship. So often it's easy to think, well, I'm going to the, the sing worship songs and I'm worshiping God and that I'm going to maybe do what the Bible says or talk nice and treat people nice and serve. And these are all different ways we can worship, but giving is another way of worship where we can say, I don't care about the things of this world. I care about God and I will give you whatever you ask me to give. Whatever amount you ask me to give, God, I'm going to trust you because I know you will come through for me. Now, here's the thing I want to to share with you is we, we kind of come to a close here this morning that we as a church have been able to do incredible things in 2020 and i'm excited for what is to come in 2021 in the middle of 2019 the church board and i made a decision that we were going to tithe everything that came in to the church we're going to tithe to missions and mission organizations in 2020 that 10 percent of what came in was going to go right back out to other ministries and right now this is being recorded on December 16th. We are on pace to do that very thing. It's been a little bit of a weird year of how to project and how to spend some of that money, but we're on pace right now to be right at 10%, and we are very excited about that. The, the plan is to do that again in uh, 2021, that we went from, uh, I believe it was somewhere about $2,100 in pledges, and then we supported a lot of extra projects through the course of this year. It's been a building through all of this year to get to where we are right now. And last week, I just updated our missionary pledges that our missionary pledges total to about $3,500 a month. I wanna encourage you with something. When I first came to the Shores Church three years ago, the, one of the first jobs I was told I needed to do, and I, and I needed to do this, was reduce our missions giving because our pledges were higher than the money that was coming in. I had to reduce it to about $1,400. We are now giving $3,500 a month. That's a 150% increase per month, every single month in a, in a three-year period. That's incredible. That's a God. Then when I look at what happened in 2020, there's so much financial turmoil in our world, in our country, 
that God took care of us. We are in as good or better financial shape as a church today than we were on the day everything started. When I reached out to the, the missionaries and told them that their support was going up, there's several of them that responded, I have no idea how you're doing this. I don't know how you're increasing your missions giving and with everything going on. It's God. We were faithful to say, God, we're going to give 10% in that realization that God is going to take care of us. And he has, and it's been incredible. Now, we also introduced the idea at the beginning, the, the end of 2019, beginning of 2020 of Kingdom Builders. So our missions giving was going from a separate item into our budget that we were just going to do it every single month. But at the same time, Kingdom Builders were special projects that we were going to do. And we had to change a lot of them. We had to do a lot of things on the fly simply because a lot of the projects were not feasible or were not possible anymore because of everything with COVID. And that is one element of our budget that, that kind of went down a little bit. We didn't have as much come in as we hoped for this year. But I'm grateful for what did come in in the first year. And we're going to set up our goals even higher for 2021. So let me share the projects that you're giving the Kingdom Builders this year accomplished. And then I want to share what we want to do in 2021. So in 2020, we covered one month's rent for the Macomb Foster Closet. This is an organization that helps foster parents in our community that uh, the foster parents can sometimes in the middle of the night have a child drop off at their house with little to no clothing. They can go to the Macomb Foster Closet and get clothing, pajamas, diapers, all sorts of things uh, to, to help out the, the foster kids that are dropped off their house. It's an incredible organization and we paid for one month of their rent this year. Out of, out of Kingdom Builders, that we gave $2,000 to the South Lake Bistro, that uh, it's the, the bistro is connected with the school that helps teach the kids how to, to, to cook. And the, the chef there, he wanted to reach into the community and give fresh homemade soup to families in need. And we helped fund that for $2,000 uh, to help that project go. That we provided full lunches to two different medical offices at the height of the pandemic back in April that we supported local restaurants, we ordered from them, and then we took it directly to the medical offices, and they were so blessed by that. We gave $2,000 to BGMC and $2,000 to Speed the Light. These are our kids and our youth mission organizations that help uh, resource missionaries with all the supplies they need, that's BGMC, or the vehicles that they need to go and tell people about Jesus, that's Speed the Light. We were able to do 4,000 to the, those two organizations combined through Kingdom Builders that we gave $2,400 to Convoy of Hope in one shot. They were helping with uh, COVID relief amidst all of their feeding programs all around the world. Convoy of Hope is an amazing ministry. You should check it out of what they're doing in both disaster uh, relief when an earthquake or a hurricane or any of those kinds of things happen. Convoy of Hope is one of the first organizations on the ground, but then feeding programs in uh, women empowerment programs all around the world so that families can pull themselves out of poverty. That we gave $500 to Micah McDonald, our evangelist that was gonna to come to speak at the Anchor Conference because we weren't able to uh, host that conference. We wanted to bless him and take care of him because it was gonna be a financial hit to him. He had a lot of other opportunities canceled because of COVID. So we wanted to bless him and just say, hey, we, we love and we care about your ministry. We believe in you, keep going, keep running. That we gave $1,000 to another local ministry uh, that reaches out to refugees that have entered into to Michigan that help get them settled, help find housing for them, help find furniture for them, help teaching English in the second language. So they have a whole ministry house that needed a hot water heater. We gave $1,000 to help 
purchase that so that we're able to um, help those refugees. That we put $1,000 into a Halloween event, our Trick or Treat Express, that we had, I believe it was around 100 kids that walked around our building, that we were able to give all kinds of candy to and give them a safe uh, trick-or-treating experience amidst this COVID year, that we gave about $1,000 to $2,000 to our Thanksgiving giving so that we could supply families in need in our community with a Thanksgiving meal, that we did our Christmas uh, presents that you just so amazingly donated to uh, for four different families that they weren't going to have the money to buy presents. We out of Kingdom Builders gave each of those families a $100 gift card to Kroger so that they were able to have a Christmas dinner. So thank you, thank you, thank you. The, all of that came out of Kingdom Builders money. You helped make that possible. We wouldn't be able to do it without your giving. And in 2021, what we want to do is this. We want to continue, like I said, giving 10% of anything that comes into the general fund to missions. So as more money comes into the general fund, more money goes to missionaries on a consistent basis. But here's the projects that we want to do with Kingdom Builders in 2021. There's $50,000 worth of projects here, and we believe we can do all of this in a single year. Now, $10,000 to Convoy of Hope. I, I talked about it a moment ago. We want to increase that amount. We believe in Convoy of Hope. We want to be uh, backing them and helping them do what they do. We want to give $3,000 to Project Rescue. Project Rescue helps rescue women and kids out of human trafficking and then helps give them skills and, and talents so that they can go back in to the world and they can make a living for themselves. It helps them recover from the, the tragedy that happened to them. And $3,000 will support a, a woman for an entire year as she recovers from what happened to her and prepares to, to get talents and abilities so that she can go out and make a living for herself. We wanna give $2,500 to Light for the Lost. It works in Bible translation so that each uh, culture can have a copy of the Bible in their heart language. It basically means that in their dialect so that they can read it and they can understand it, that we, we want to help Light for the Lost accomplish that. We have our warming center that $4,000 that we want to be able to give additional supplies to. Warming center, by the way, you're going to hear about it soon. It's going to look different this year than it has in the past, but we are having great opportunities to be able to help the homeless in our community this winter that we want to be able to put Thanksgiving giving back up there again. That's another $2,000 so that we're able to supply meals to families in need at Thanksgiving time. That we want to uh, give two months rent to the McComb Foster Closet this year. That's $1,000. That the Anchor Conference, we want to be able to host that conference this year. Uh, that's $2,500 that we're going to drop into that so that we're able to essentially kind of have that old school revival feel with a, a new school twist on it. It's going to be great. We're looking forward to hosting it this year that the Lakeview Back to School Drive, we're gonna be giving backpacks and school supplies to kids in our community who are in need and we wanna be able to bless and take care of families. The RIP Medical, the idea behind this is that if we give them $15,000, they will cancel a million dollars worth of medical debt for individuals in our community. We won't get to know who individually who gets it, but what we will get to do is send them a letter saying that we love them, that Jesus loves them, and just like Jesus canceled our sin debt, we as a church are canceling your medical debt, and we're buying it for pennies on the dollar. That we want to drop $3,000 into live streaming so that we're able to give a better online presence, that we can go back into the sanctuary, we can film things, we have good sound, we have good uh, visuals and, and, and good cameras. So we're going to be dropping some money 
into that uh, to bring that online this year with Kingdom Builders. And then we have $6,000 that we're calling prompting of the spirit, that if God brings something to our attention that's a need in our community, we're able to just say, here's the money, let's make it happen. Those are our projects. It's $50,000. We fully believe we're capable of doing this because we want to see the gospel go forward both here in our community, and a lot of these are community projects, and around the world because everyone needs to know who Jesus Christ is. So why do we do it? Because God loved us first, that God gave, God gave us Jesus. We love because Jesus loved us. We, we serve because Jesus served us. So this is why we do it. Kingdom Builders 2021, we believe in great and incredible things because you and I are going to participate in this great commission. We're called to go and we're called to give. And this is how we give. This is how we do it. This is how we open the door to have conversation with people and say, this is who we are as a church. We love people. We love our community. And we want to make a difference. So this morning, I just want to pray for you that you would be encouraged, that you would feel challenged to participate, that if you already give, thank you, thank you, thank you. All this stuff that we talked about wouldn't be possible without you. If you have never gave before, I want to pray that God would challenge you to do something that you've never done before, to step out in faith and trust that he can meet your needs exactly where you are. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for my friends. Lord, that is you just begin speaking to them right now, the idea of, uh, of maybe even giving for the very first time. Lord, that we would want to give because you gave first. You gave us Jesus, Jesus who set us free, Jesus who came to serve us. So Lord, we want to be like you and give to others, and we want to be like Jesus, and we want to serve and be able to, in deed and in truth, share the good news of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray that as each one of us hears us, that we would be challenged. Lord, it's not about our individual dollar or our individual person, Lord, because you can do whatever you want to, but God, you want to work through us. Lord, help us accomplish amazing and incredible things for your kingdom. In Jesus' incredible name, amen. Well, this morning, would you say the Great Commission with me? Because this is why we do this. This is why we give is this Great Commission right here. So would you repeat with me? Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Thanks for joining us on this first Sunday of 2021. I'm looking forward to an incredible year, so make sure you stay with us. As always, you can give online by going to myshores.church right after this video turns off. Click online giving and you can set up a gift today or a recurring gift as we choose to honor God in our giving. Thank you so much. I'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today on the Living Anchor Podcast. If this message impacted you, please remember to follow so you can see all of our content in the future and share on social media so other people can have their life impacted as well. Our mission at the Shores Church is to help people live a life anchored to Jesus Christ. So your help will definitely help us accomplish our goal. If you're interested in helping support our church financially, please go to theshoreschurch.org, click on Give, and you'll be able to do so that way. Have a blessed and incredible day, and we look forward to having you with us next time.